Welcome to We'll Never Be Royals. I'm Rossi and over in Chicago we've got LK. Hey mate. I feel like I left something out of that intro. No, you're right. Oh, I didn't say the podcast where we talk about royal things. Mm, yep. We, well done, you just did it. Nailed it, <laughs> kind of. Um, how's your shit? It's okay. I um, was thrilled about the Prince Andrew news this week. Yes, were you? <laughs> I was. I was watching it very intently. So looks like he's probably going to have to sit down with the FBI and have a bit of a chat. Do you really think that's going to come to that, though? I don't know. Do you? Um, I got the same feeling. Like when I first heard the news, I was quite excited. I was like, whoa, something's really going to happen. And then I got that same feeling I get with Trump. Like, oh, no, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, bleak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, however, have um, started to deal with a bit of my rage because yesterday when I learnt that the Queen is now partaking in Zoom calls, I was like, what the dick? And I got that little bit of rage. And then I thought, Rossi, chill your jets. This is the way of the world. You're going to hear about the royals being on Zoom for a a while to come. So just get used to it. Yeah, well, I, I think you are right to demand more interesting ways of participating on Zoom. Like, when are we going to get the Buckingham Palace talent show on Zoom? That's what I want. Ah, I see, yeah. Not just people having chats. Yeah. Or or playing bingo, like. Yes. I want, like, Charlotte pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Charles with, like, a squishy clown nose. Yeah, someone needs to do drag. Yes. Yes. Maybe Fergie and Andrew could both do drag. Okay, um, any other royal news or should we crack into it? Uh, just that you told me the other day that Prince Philip turned 99. I thought that was pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. of course he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, just holding out another year so he can get a letter from the Queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think she kisses his with lipstick at the bottom. Oh, I bet she does. Yeah. Bless him. She signs it a little bit. Oh. I think they have a couple name for each other. Oh, I bet they do. Oh, like Pookie Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's that. I really hope it's that. Okay, mate. Um, tell me what European royal family are you looking at this week? Um, I am doing Belgium, and the reason I'm doing Belgium is because you don't know how to say Belgium, <laughs> so I thought I better take it. Why, thank you. <laughs> just to clarify, I I do know how to say it. I just get a little bit confused about Belgian Belgium when mm. I'm mid-sentence, when I'm about to say it. I get a little bit of anxiety, and then I inevitably say the wrong one. Okay, here's how I think you can think of it, mate. So it's the difference between an N and an M, and an M is a bigger letter than an N, right? So when you're talking about the whole big country, you use the big letter, which is M, Belgium. And when you're just talking about the individual, you use the little letter, which is Belgian. That is excellent. Thank you. Have I missed my calling as a kindergarten teacher? 
Yeah, it's very good. Now when I'm about to say Belgian or Belgium, I'm going to get anxiety about what to say and then have your voice in my head about it, which will also confuse me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because now there's like extra pressure because if you you fuck it up, I'll like rage at you. Great. Hear ye, hear ye. Introducing the Belgium, or is it Belgian, royal family. Shall I crack on about these buggers then? Yeah, tell me. All right. Well, actually, first fun fact is that the Belgian royal monarchy is the house of Saxe, Coburg and Gotha, which, remember, is what the Windsors used to be. So they're all, all connected. Basically just some, like, younger sibling of the Windsors was like, oh, I'm going to move to Belgium, and then uh, here we are. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Other fun facts, you might have seen them in the news recently that there was a 28-year-old Belgian prince who broke lockdown, went to a party in Spain and got COVID. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So not responsible. And um, another fun fact, which I thought was this, is, I think is adorable. So... There's a tradition in Belgium that the king or the queen becomes the godparent to any child that's the seventh child in a family. So if you have a girl that's the seventh child, the queen automatically becomes its godparent, and if it's a boy, the king does. Any family in Belgium. Yeah, but it has. People in Belgium don't have really big families, so the queen currently has two goddaughters and the king has two godsons because like seven is a lot and there's not that many people in Belgium I don't think. Wow that's a cute little tradition isn't it? It's a bit of dorps. Yeah I like it. Me too. I wish like anyway long story we'll go into my godparent story another day. So basically there's um the important royals that we're talking about are Albert II who mm-hmm. used to be king and then like all these Euro royals love having to sit down. <laughs> so he was king and then he abdicated in 2013 and now his son is king. And, mate, how do you pronounce the name Philip with an E on the end? Is it Felipe or is it just Philip? I think if you're in France it's Felipe, but I don't know, in Belgium. I'm going to say Felipe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So um, Felipe's the king and he's not at all interesting and then (laughs) another name pronunciation how do you spell the european like matilda so the queen's name is m-a-t-h-i-l-d-e is that matilda or is that (laughs) matilda i don't know i think you just don't say matilda like that at the end okay you just go matilda Maybe, yeah. Anyway, she is notable because she's the first ever Belgian queen to be born in Belgium. Really? Where else else were they born? Former queens of Belgium have been born in Italy, Spain, Sweden, France, Hungary and Germany. Is that because they always import them in because the king is the the heir by birth? Yeah, and, um, and I think they like to marry aristocrats, so... Yeah, I mean, we all like to marry aristocrats. <laughs> okay, so we have Felipe and Matim. 
<laughs> they have four kids, uh, Elizabeth, Eleanor, Gabriel and Emmanuel, and Elizabeth is the heir apparent and she is 18. So she just finished school in the UK and now she's going to military school. That's shit. She probably has to. Yeah, I don't know. It's all a bit weird and she had this speech about how the country can depend on her and it's really admirable. But if I was an 18-year-old princess, that's not what I would be doing. I mean, she can't really do it and do anything fun now because of corona, so she might as well go to military school. It's probably wise. Yeah, I guess. Get the brownie points. Anyway, uh, all that's kind of boring, but the real scandal is with this Albert guy. So the current king's dad who's still alive, who was king and then had to sit down. Okay. So he... um, was actually the second-born son of the king, his father. But Ooh. his brother, who was the first-born, he got married and they had f- at least five miscarriages and then he died without having children. Oh, that's awful. No, I know. It's really sad. <sighs> lost him. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I just yawned at a very... <laughs> Inappropriate moment. I'm sorry. What a jerk. Anyway, so this guy, Albert, married this Italian aristocrat called Paola. And fast forward a couple of years, they got married in like, I don't know, it doesn't matter, irrelevant, long time ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love how when there's detail that you don't know, you just say irrelevant. (laughs) We're going to start doing that. Yeah, do it, mate. It's so good. Um, okay, so picture this. It's 1999. It's Belgium. And there's this nerdy 16-year-old kid and he, like, fancies the queen. He thinks the queen's really cool, but he notices that she's a bit sad. And it's also her birthday coming up. So he's like, I am going to write, like, the biography of the queen um, in honour of her birthday and maybe she'll get a copy and wouldn't that be so adorable? And also it's Belgium, so, like, the royals are pretty approachable just because there's not that many people in Belgium, as I said. How many I'm, people? Oh, shit. Hang on. Hang on, mate. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to guess, like, 8 million. Do you have a guess? Oof, that's way too many. Uh, three. Ooh, 11. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> It's that bloody soaked. It's your guess and my guess combined. We're a good team. Yeah, we're bloody great. Anyway, so so this kid, I can't remember what his name is actually. Doesn't matter, irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) So this kid is writing this book about the Queen and somehow he gets access to like people that are close to the royals and he's quoted as saying, I got talking to people who normally would never talk to a journalist. For example, the private priests of the king and the queen who would actually go to the royal palace to say mass. They saw me as a cute little boy, I suppose, who admired the queen, and I got access to all these people that journalists and authors wouldn't have gotten access to otherwise. A lot of people told me too much as a result. So he just like happens to be among people that know the royals. And one time this former like courtier, like person that's really close to them said offhandedly, everybody knows that King Albert has a secret daughter with another woman. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, this sounds weird. And then you said that and I was like, ding, ding, ding. This yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. 
So this courtier said that, but like actually everybody didn't know that he had a secret daughter. So he writes about it in this book that becomes like a massive bestseller because he's the first one to ever write about it, even though he's a 16-year-old kid. Holy shit. I know, I know. Anyway, turns out that the king had been in a relationship with this other aristocratic woman um, for 18 years and fathered this daughter, and the daughter's name is Delphine. And the daughter is the mum of the 16-year-old kid? Is that what you're going to tell me next? (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing? Because that's how the Hollywood version of this goes. Oh, I know. I know. Well, the book comes out in 99 and both the the woman that had the affair with the king and the child, the love child, just refused to engage. And then six years later in 2005, um, they both gave interviews saying, yeah, it's true. Like the mum said, I did have this affair. And the daughter said, yeah, I am his daughter. And the daughter also said that when she was three, The king was like, I'm going to leave my wife. I love this other woman and this love child and I'm going to quit the royal family and just raise this love child with this woman. Oh, my gosh. I know. And apparently the the woman, the other woman, was like, nah, don't do it. That would be a fucking disaster. Don't do it. Absolutely not. And so he didn't and then they kind of lost touch after that. So then... The timeline's a bit wonky. So then when the book comes out in 1999, the daughter reached out to the royal family and said, can I please get protection for my mother and I because the press are like up our butts. And she said that the king wrote back and said, leave me alone, you're not my daughter. (laughs) Didn't want any part of it. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So other interesting tidbit, so she's full of rage, but the other interesting tidbit is that the daughter's stepfather, the, the one that like yeah. raised her, is a billionaire and way richer than the king. So she has no like financial <laughs> interest in any of this, doesn't need it. Oh, yeah. what a strange situation. I know, I know. So then... So that's where they are. So the king's just like, not nah, don't want anything to do with it. The book's out so people know. The daughter and the mother are like, yeah, it happened, but the king's not commenting on it. Then you know how all these Euro royals like abdicate and have a rest? Yeah. Well, in 2013, Albert, the king, the dad king, was like, oh, I'm going to abdicate so my son can have a turn, which meant that he lost his like legal immunity from prosecution. Like, because when oh. you're king, you can't be charged because you're the fucking king. But once you abdicate, you're not king anymore. So the courts can do whatever they want. So then the daughter filed a lawsuit against him that was like, you have to say publicly that you're my dad. Like, you need to do that. Anyway, so that was in 2013. She filed the lawsuit. And then he still hadn't done anything by 2018. And the courts were like, mate. If you don't submit DNA to the court, like we're just going to fine you 5,000 euros for every day that you don't until you run out Whoa. of you have to do this. And so he did and then in he finally did it in January of this year. He submitted the DNA test oh. and, of course, he is the dad and um, he released a statement that said, oh, his lawyers released a statement, sorry, that said, that he had never been involved in any family, social 
or educative decision whatsoever regarding the child. And the lawyers also accused the daughter of wanting to change families with her lawsuit. Like, so he's saying, well, she was happy to be raised by this other billionaire, so why does she want to be involved now? And then she released a counter statement that was like, well, for the record, I'm open for dialogue with the king, but I don't have much hope because obviously he doesn't want to talk to me. And anyway, all that just happened in January. So who knows how it will end? But like, wow. this like publicly acknowledged royal child that the king has to acknowledge, but like won't acknowledge. And he's not even the king anymore. It's very bizarre. Anyway, that's the biggest scandal. And then. That's a good scandal. I like it. Yeah. And then also the brother of the current king, he's a bit of a black sheep. He's not really about protocol. There's something, 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 Navy corruption scandal. And then he also in 2011 went to the Congo without the government's permission, which is a bit loaded because Belgium colonized the Congo and all the things. And they said, if you do that again, we're cutting your allowance and you can't be in the royal family. So he had to like pull his head in. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the Belgians. Just uh, all kinds of weird and wonderful shit going on. Wow. I love that paternity story. That's great. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's very sad. Oh, I mean, it's very sad and I feel bad for her and her life of trying to sort out who she is. But, I mean, her options are pretty good. She's either a billionaire's daughter or a king's daughter. Yeah, but this is the thing with having a billionaire's as a father is that you can afford therapy and so she's had to talk about it and now she wants answers. That's why she's pursuing this uh, legal thing. Mm. And she can also do that because she's got the money to do it. So, yeah. And the moral of the story is you got the money, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Thanks for listening to our Euro Royal Adventure to Belgium. This is a two-parter, so tune in next week for the Danish edition. See you all of a sudden. Hey, Rossi. G'day there, LK. How's your shit? Good. Thank you for asking. Oh, speaking of shit, that reminds me. Our new website, it is not shit, it is rad. We should tell everyone about our not shit, but rad website. Oh yes, excellent segue. Rossi, it is very rad and not at all shit. Remind me, what's it called again? LKandRossi.com Very rad. And not shit. Like our podcasts, which you can subscribe to and then tell your friends how rad and not shit they are. Also, please leave us a rad and not shit review and check out our socials for rad and not shit content. Send us a rad and not shit email. Or a bottle of wine in a quiche. Have a rad and not shit day. See you all of a sudden. (laughs) 